Another point on that. Pasuk. So Yom Esav So Esav said something. He said to himself, or in his mind. So there's a pasuk in Mishlei. We discussed this pasuk. Mishlei Perchavov. Pasuk Chavhei. And we discussed, we went through a few times, we went through the Pesukim over there, the end of Perek Chavov and Perek Chavzayin. I'm sure how it's about Yaakov and Esau. There in Perek Chavov, Pesach Chavhei, it says, Ki chanen koloi al tamen boi, ki sheva toi evois beliboi. Pesach before that, Besfosov yinocher soinei, uvukir boi yashis mirma. So the soinei disguises himself through his speech. And inside of him, there's Mirma. And when he begs, don't believe him. So we discussed and found the Chazal. This Pasuk is referring to him crying to Yitzchak. And there he's being nice to Kyle. And he's, he's using the Kyle of Yaakov. But really, he's the Soine. And really, he has the Mirma inside of him. Why does he have the Mirma inside of him? Because Belibai, the Sheva Tayevais. So, by Yeme Esav Belibai, this is that Belibai, that outwardly he was saying, Hineni to Yitzchak. And he was crying to him, saying, I want, I, I want to have a connection to you. But inwardly, he was saying, Yikruvu Yeme Evalavi, which is the opposite of how he was acting. And Ahargas Yaakovachi. So, this I saw in the Magistahilim at this point. And also, the Magistral makes another Tzushto. That's in Mishle Pegvov, Pazik Tezayin. Pegvov, Pazik Tezayin. It says, Shesh heino sonne Hashem v'sheva toyevus nafshe. It says, six things that Hashem hates, and seven that are the toyeva of his nefesh. So back in, back in Pegvov, it was that, V'svosov yinocher soyne, and sheva toyevus beliboy. And here it says, there are six things that Hashem hates, and there are seven toyevus. And the last one is, Mishaleach. B'shaleach medonim bein achim puts hatred or or fighting, quarreling between achim. So Esav is the one who believed by Hashem to Evos. He's begging to Yitzchak. He's crying, but in his heart, the Sheva to Evos and those and the Teva is that he's going to kill his brother. B'shaleach medonim bein achim. Okay. It was told to Rivka. So how is it told to Rivka? If Esav said a Belibai. So some say he said it to himself, meaning he concealed it from, from the parties that he thought it would concern, Yaakov, or maybe Yitzhak. But he told to other people who told it to Rivka. So in Ibn Ezra, Others say it was told to her. Rashi says, Rashi brings from Chazal. But Be'emes isn't like this. Be'emes, earlier in the parasha we have Rivka Shemas. In Pasuke, Rivka Shemas B'dabar Yitzvak. Aleisav B'nai. So Rivka overhears. And similarly, over here, by you got the Rivka. It's the same role that she's playing. 
that she is in the background, but she's aware of what's going on. And as we discussed, the Pasuk Eshes Chayel that goes through Sefer Breshis, the Pasuk Tzefiyah Halicha Isbeisa, two Pesukim about Rivka there. Pia Pasuk Vachachma Vesaras Chesed Alashayna. That's where she opens, but she speaks Chesed and says that she'll give to the Gemalim too. And Tzefiyah Halicha Isbeisa Vlechem Atzus Lesecha. Tzefiyah Halicha Isbeisa, she sees what's going on. That's Rivka Shemas and and knows that Esav is going. And here also, Vayugad the Rivka, she knows what's going on. The Lechem Atzus Leseichel is that she supplied the Lechem quickly. That wasn't even requested, as we discussed. The point is that Rivka's role is to the one who knows what's going on. So therefore, there's a deliberate, besides for how she found out, it's a little bit less important than the fact that, it's a little less important than the fact that the Torah writes it without explaining how she found out. And the point is because the whole, it's deliberately obscure because the whole message is that Rivka knows what's going on. Don't ask how or why, she just knows. That is her role over here, to just know what's going on without, without apparently, without seeming to be involved in, re, in, in, the, in the actual plot. She, from the background, always finds out what's important to know. So how she was told is not, then becomes of secondary importance. The is she finds things out. She knows, she's Sophia Ali Chazbesa, she's the one that, that will know when there's something important to know. Is it like such a Chiddush? Wait, and the, and just oh, to finish, just want to realize something, the point is also in contrast to Yitzhak, who doesn't know, doesn't understand Esav, and is blind, and, and is not so aware of what's going on. Yes. Is it not really a Chiddush that, I mean... It's, that she it, found out. Yeah, I mean... Correct. I mean, anyone... For sure, the new Yitzhak would be upset. I mean, most probably. Right. It's not just a chiddush. The chiddush is that, just in terms of the psukim, if there's specifically making the point in the last pasuk that he said it to himself, as if you know, keeping it quiet, and then the next pasuk, mm-hmm. oh, she, but she found out. So, in other words, it's not such a chiddush, but it has to be explained. And it's not such a chiddush how it could happen. You understand what I'm saying? It's not. It's not such a chiddush. Not How could he find that? It's not the kash. The kash is what's the Torah saying by saying on the one hand saying. He said it quietly, on the other hand, saying she found out. Saying it's saying that she found out despite the fact that they say That's the point. How she found out is not so important. The point is she found out even though one would have expected this to be a secret. Okay, but also like this. Why Elamaisa is ace of... Why is ace of um, a danger to Yaakov? Where does he come... Where does he get this ability to be a danger to Yaakov who was told... Um, where is the possibility of Esav being opposing, being a master, opposing a danger to Yaakov? So the the answer is in Vahayakasha Torah for Akdu'ulay al So that's what he's acting, that's what he's planning on doing right now. Some explain, some explain, Esav being the subject. That means the bracha that Esav had, Vahayakasha Torah for Akdu'ulay al Esav was using that to, against Yaakov. Okay, so as we explained last week, okay, leave that for a second. So he's, he's trying to execute, he's trying to act on Vayakasha Torah. Now, we'll get to Vayuga the Rifka in a minute. Esav ben Ahagodol. She's told the words of Esav ben Ahagodol and she calls, she sends for and calls Yaakov ben Ahagodol. What's the point of Esav being the Godol and Yaakov being the Cotton? I think, and I'll show from show this in a Evad that Esav is being misgadal over here. Esav is acting like the Gadol. Really, Esav should be the Katan. Now, 
he was made into the cotton. And that's how Evadi begins. He needs cotton in the bagoyim, bozli atam oid. Esav, by being mevaz the bechayra, really deserves to become the cotton. But, and, there, and then to be machnia to Yaakov. Here, where he attempts to be immediately do vahayakasha tarid and be moirid Yaakov, so he's being misgadol. He's acting like a gadol. In which case, Yaakov then is in danger of being treated like the cotton. And, and having Esav lorded over him. So now look at Evadia. So Evadia of Pasuk Beis. This Evadia is to Edom. In Pasuk Beis, he ne koto in the satich of Bagoy and Bozoy atom oid. Hashem says to Edom, he's making him koto and Bozoy. We discuss this person that he raises himself up. He thinks he's in the Shemayim. Hashem is saying, I will lower you from the Shemayim. Now, look further in Evadia. Let's look at Pasuk Yud, Mechamas, Achicho Yaakov, Techas Chavusha. On the day that you stood from far away, and the day that his that strangers were were putting were putting to rest, like destroying his army, meaning of Yehuda of Yerushalayim, which means that Yerushalayim was being laid waste, and you kept your distance instead of helping him out. You you um didn't. You didn't help him. You joined his enemies. Meaning, I took advantage of his tzara. And the next passage will be clear. Don't look against your brother on the day that he's being treated. Um, I don't know exactly how to translate this. So, Esav... On the and, and next pasuk, Altavoy b'shar ami b'yom edom, Alter b'gamat tabrasa b'yom edom, Altashlach no b'chil b'yom edom. So there's a yom aid for Klai. So all day that they were suffering and being destroyed, and he was being magdil piv b'yom tzara. So that's cotton is satichah b'goyim. You're supposed to be a cotton, and instead you're being magdil piv b'yom tzara. Okay, which means what the specifically and the, uh, when they were being destroyed, when Yishlaim was being destroyed, Esav said, "Now it's time for me to. Now it's my opportunity." As, okay, as it says clearly, more clearly, Nichezkel, Perek Lamed Hay. We discussed this too in the same. So again, what we see in Avadi is Esav is saying, Esav is supposed to be cotton, but he's misgadel, he's magdal piv. And, and when is he magdal piv? On the Yom Tzara, when Yaakov is down, Esav, instead of coming to his aid, like a brother, aid, A-I-D, he, he takes advantage he sees that as a time to take advantage, and he's magdal piv. And Hashem says, I'm going to lower you. You said I will get both lands, Edom and Yehuda. But Hashem was there. Let's look at Pasuk Yud Beis. V'yadata ki ani Hashem. Shamati es kolm no'atze secha. Hashem amarta al-hore Yisrael. Lemar shamemu. Hashem says, I heard you say, don't think I didn't hear you. I heard you say, 
the mountains of Yisrael are destroyed. Now it's my up time to swoop in and take them over. So you magdal, you magdal on me, on Hashem. And Hashem is saying, I heard. So what were they magdal? They were magdal, they said, look, Yishalayim is destroyed, our soul is destroyed, now it's our time to come take it over. And that's what saying in Avadi 2. The Yom aid of the brothers, the Yom Tzara of, of Yehuda, instead of coming to help, to help them like a brother should, you instead took, said, that's your time to become a gadol and to, to, to gain from their fall, to make yourself great through their fall. Okay? So now, they're being magdal piv b'yom tzara. That's exactly what's happening in our story, in, in our parasha. Yikavu yimei evel ovi v'hargas yakav ochi. So that's Esav being magdal piv. He's looking for the opportunity, looking for a time when Yaakov is, is down and out. Yimei evel oviv. And as we discussed last week, Esau's uh, inspiration is mourning his death. So when there's Shmama, or when there's Misa, or when there's a Yom Tzara, when it's Yimei Evel, that's when Esau seizes his opportunity to be Mizgadel, as Evadia says, and, and Ichezkel says. And Ichezkel adds, and we, that's me we have in Evadia also, Hashem says, I heard. Don't think I didn't hear. And we discussed last week that Esau is Mizgadel, that means he's saying he's over Yaakov, he's putting himself in the Shemaim, he's putting himself in the Shemaim, then he has Hashem to contend with. But specifically, Yechezkel is saying, you, Esav, don't think that you're doing it secretly, you think that you're going to be Magdal, and you're not going to have to face me. Hashem says, if you're being Magdal, you should know, then I hear. So there's also a take on, on Yikavu Yimei Evel Avi. He looks for the time that there's going to be a, a, um, a Tzara in Klai Yisrael, Yaakov is going to be in a, in a Yom Eid, and he's magdal then to take opportunity. And he thinks it's beliboy. He thinks he can keep it a secret. Says Hashem to him, no, I'm there. And that's the role that Rivka's playing in our passion. But you got the Rivka. Esau thinks he's keeping a secret. But what? But how does he keep a secret? By being magdal and yakiv. By, by putting himself in Shemaim. He puts himself in the Shemaim. You should know there's Ruch HaKadosh, there's Nevi'im, there's Rivka. Hashem's going to tell Rivka. So that's the other pshat here. Ruch HaKadosh. Because the role of Ayuga the Rivka is like Anisha Mati. In Yechezkel. Esav is trying to say, say, Esav is trying to secretly say, I'm going to take advantage of Yaakov. But his secrets are outed, and, and, and because Hashem knows them. Hashem finds them out. So if you go to Rivka, Hashem finds out, and Rivka is told. Okay, this is also in the story too from a Medrash. I think there's a Medrash that says on this Pasik. I saw it tonight. The Tzushal Tani Shemati. I'm Beliboy, that Esav said Beliboy, and Hashem said, I know. But that's, that's, the whole, that's how the whole thing works together. The, the Ivadia and Yechezkel are both working on this idea of Evil Avi, Bahargo, and, and it's not stand that Esav sees the Shmama as an opportunity. Esav lives on Shmama, he lives on, on Misa, that's what, that's what inspires him, so that's his time to, 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 um, to assert his own philosophy as opposed to Yaakov's, as we discussed last week. Okay. Now is just the time to say something which I, I mentioned last week, that in Yeshaya, we went through Prakim Samach Aleph through Samach Dalid. Came out to all those. Came out everything that we went through. But uh, I said it also really, really the whole Yaakov and Esav idea begins a tiny bit before. And that's in the end of Perak Samach. Also, but that's not what's important. What I want to make a point now is the last passage in Parak Sam, because I cut on Yil Elif, that Sotir Ligoy Otsum, 
Ani Hashem Beitach Hishena. And then, so the, the cotton is going to become a thousand, the tzor is going to become a great otzum. And then comes the lenachim kalavelim that we discussed last week. So Esau tries to make himself the gadol, tries to make Yaakov the cotton. And that's Esau's misnachim from the avelos by killing. And the response to that, the lenachim avelim, is the yoim nokom belibi of Hashem. That's why Hashem is going to be menachim avelim, klai Yisrael and Yaakov. And therefore, Yaakov the Katan is going to become the Elif. He's supposed to be the Elif. And the Tzor is supposed to be the Goyotzim. That's the Bracha. That he shouldn't be the Katan, he should be the Gadol. But Lamaisa Esav is Mizgadol and, and um, wants to capitalize on the Evel to be Mizgadol. So the response to that, Nishai over there, Hashem is going to be Menachem the Evel, and how Esav is going to get the Yom Nakam um, against him, put against him by Hashem instead of the Yimei Evel. And his his being misnachim, so that starts with counter to what Esav is saying over here. So Yaakov will become the gadol, and Esav will be made into the cotton. Okay. Now, why she sent for? Yaakov, why sending? Why does it say that she sent for him? In contrast this to Pasuk Aleph in the Perak, Vayikro Esav ben HaGadol in Pasuk Vov, Verivka Omro, Al Yaakov ben Aleymar. Here it says, Vatishlach HaTikra. So I think the Pshah is Pashat, because here, because at this point he's serving Yitzchak. Now his relationship changed. Originally, the parasha begins Rivka Yitzchak Vayav Yitzchak Esav Rivka Yavis Yaakov. Now something changed about that, and Yaakov usurped Esav's role, so he's more shy to Yitzchak. Maybe he was actually serving him. So the male, I will see soon what what happens with this idea. So she has to send for him and bring him. Vaato b'ni shema b'koli kum brach lecha. Again, she's asking him to listen to her, like we had in Pasuk Ches. The point is that she's not merely telling him, she's not merely informing him something that she happened to find out, and once he has that information, he'll know, he'll, um, he'll reach the same conclusion as her. She's not, that's not what's happening over here. Apparently, Yaakov wouldn't go just from knowing this. And remember the point that it's not so much that Esav has a power to be a risk to him. So just because Esav is Mznachim Hagecha, okay. And there's no, that doesn't mean that doesn't necessarily mean he has to run away. And I'm not going to explain all this because and the main reason is because I don't know Pshat. Hopefully I'll figure it out. But that that why wouldn't why can't she just tell him this? Meaning, or what 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 explains what whether Esav is a risk or not? Okay, she didn't just tell him you should know I found something out. She's telling him I'm I'm telling you what to do. I'm telling you to do something. I'm telling you to listen to me because I'm your mother. Because you should listen to me. Like she told him to listen to him before. Similarly, she didn't tell Yitzchak. Yes, Lashani Yes. I'm not sure that's stronger. I, was, I didn't say that because I'm not sure that that's what it means. It might mean the specifics. Meaning, because over here it says, Shema B'Koyli, V'kom. 
Mashikin over there, she doesn't say Shema Mekoli Velech El Atzayin. And the reason why, in other words, it could be like Shana Metzavah, it was just an Akedama. Because really, it, to say Ve'atom and Yishma Mekoli Ve'du Asei Kach Ve'kach is this might be the strongest thing, but there she can't say Atav Nishma B'Kodi V'lech Nal Atzayim V'Kach Limisham. It's it's a whole aricha. So it's Atav Nishma B'Kodi. What I'm about to say, and that's Kach Nal Atzayim. So I'm not sure that it's there for for strengthening the the tzibur. I'm not sure that's the that's the point. Yeah, actually, after all, Achshma B'Kodi V'lech Kach. Right. And there she can't say not Lash Anim B'Tzav. You mean what? It's shorter, so she can't say. She can't say right, right, right. Exactly. There it's just left kachli. Right here, she's going to give him a whole uh, detailed thing what to do. So it's listen to what I'm about to tell you that I want you to do, which is asher mitzvah. So I'm not sure that's really different. I don't know. Upon him, the point is she's telling him she wants him to do something. Additionally, she didn't tell Yitzchak that Esav is going to kill Yaakov. Possibly, I think simplest thing, the simplest reading is that 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 wouldn't have gotten Yitzchak to send him away. Same way. It wouldn't get Yaakov to send the, to to leave. She has to tell him to, and as we'll soon see, in fact, Yaakov didn't leave. And she told him this, and nothing happened. She went to Yitzchak. Okay, so it's not so pashat that he has to leave. Still doesn't mean that. Okay, a little birdie told Rivka, now she told Yaakov, and now everyone knows what to do. That's not what's happening over here. Is that she found something out which relates to her specifically? And Lama Eshkal she's talking about herself. It's her concern, something that, and she's asking Yaakov to take care of her to do something for her. Okay, and we'll explain more. Mem pasuk mem dalit v'yashav te'imoy yomim achodim andeshet toshuv chamas achicha. So I just want to make a few points on the yom achodim, but really there's a lot more to discuss about it. This, first of all, she said you'll be the yom achodim. We have to get to exactly what Yom Machadim means. A number of days, a few days. I'm not sure exactly what Yom Machadim means. Agav, there's a lot of Achadim here. There's Shneichem and Yom Echad and the Yom Machadim. There's the two and there's the one. So, okay, but I don't know what, without getting into the text, Yom Machadim. So, first of all, she tells him to be the Yom Machadim, but he wasn't. He was there for a lot longer. Now, according to what we said last week, the Pshad is Pashat. Yitzhak's on his deathbed, he's going to die soon. Esav wants to kill Yaakov when Yitzhak dies. So Yitzhak is expected to die if he, soon. If, he would have, if that would have happened, then he would have been Yom Machadim, because Yitzhak would have died soon. Esav would have said, okay, now's my opportunity, but Yaakov wouldn't be around. So Esav would eventually say, okay, forget it, I give up. Lamaisa, something changed. So therefore the Yom Machadim changed. On the, one, on the other hand, as we know in Pashas um, Vayetze, Vayu of Kiyom Machadim With the days that he worked for Rachel, work Yom Machadim. So apparently, had he married Rachel, maybe it would have been Kiyom Machodim, but then something went wrong over there. But ultimately, so question, where did it go wrong, is, is yeah, a major question. Okay, because Yemim Rasul is like, Yemim mm-hmm. Rasul yeah. is one year, so, so? Yemim may, may mean something. Yeah, I know, but right, but the thing is, the Pasuk says by Yaakov, when he worked for Rachel, by you, Bain of Kiyom Machodim, ah, so. and then he was there another seven yeah. years, and then after that, another bunch of time, right? Another whatever it was, right? Well, no, at least, yeah, first of all, it's shorter than seven years, but the seven years were Kiyom Machadim, the first seven years were Kiyom Machadim. So first of all, that means it's shorter, but that's okay, because it was like Yom Machadim, that's okay, I'm, I could deal with that. But what happened after that? What? 
would have been some sort of kiyom parallel. Right, right. So maybe there would have, so first of all, like a literal kiyom there wasn't maybe, but there would have been a parallel kiyom, and even that there wasn't. So I'm just saying, I'll what we said last week, it might have, literally would have been a whole different thing. It would have been maybe a, a year or two, or a few months, he was going to die, shiva, it may avalo, maybe a year, maybe shleishim, and then come back. Okay. What? Right, right. A lot of things would have been different, right. But Be'emes isn't like this. Be'emes, um, and he didn't listen to her. He didn't, he didn't go based on Rivka's command, as we'll soon discuss. So, again, I don't know the specifics of how this changed, but what she said, stay the Yom Machadim because I want you to go to the Lama Eshkal, is not what happened. He ended up going for a different reason. Okay, but how that ties back in, I don't know. And we'll probably have to get back to it. I don't want, I don't, I'm not going to talk about that tonight. So she expects the, the anger to not be permanent. And hence, Amoy says, and that just makes this point, um, That is, Af is forever, and is ever is Netzach. So we expect it only to eventually to dissipate. But no, ultimately it lasts forever, and he never... Never gets rid of his chema. Okay. Pasuk mem hey. V'ad shuv af ochicha mimcha v'shochach esa she'asisoloi. That's something to discuss. What's, I'm not focusing on everything tonight. That what does it mean that I'll forget? V'sholachti v'lokechtichum misham. Lomo eshkal gam shneichem yoyim echod. Why will I lose the two of you on the same day? So the three, the few questions are. How will she lose both of them on the same day? That I won't discuss. Some say because they'll kill each other, or the girl Adam will kill each other. Next question is, what's the significance of them being on, on the dying on the same day? Which it could be the idea is picking up from the beginning of the parasha that they're they're really like one child, and, and they're really like one unit. It's bracha achas, and 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 it's like the pre and the klipa. So Meshadal Valley says, so you're like Esav is like the klipa of Yaakov, so they go together. What are you saying? The re- she gives an it's at the beginning she said the reason, and she, she comes back at, at the yeah. end and says again, Lamesh Right. It was more logical to say, mm-hmm. interesting. That's interesting, that is very interesting. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting, however, that's a very good point. I have to think about that, right? Okay. So, Loma Eshkal Gam Shneichem Yemechad. Eshkal means to lose children. So this Lama Eshkal, <coughs> why should I be bereft? Why should I be made bereft of both of my children on the same day? So firstly, I just want to point out, this is like Lama Li, Lama Ze'anoichi, and the next next Pasuk, Lama Li Chayim, and Lama Ze'li Bechayra, of Esav. It's about death. Okay, now, so what does this mean? She's afraid, she's telling Yaakov, you should go away, because I, won't, I don't want to lose the two of you simultaneously. Why is her losing Yaakov not enough of a reason for Yaakov, for her to send away Yaakov? What does it mean? It's as if she's saying, it's okay if I lose one of you. It's okay if he kills you. My concern is that you both get killed. So why is that the concern? But the Psha is Pashat. Like we said before, that she has to tell Yaakov to do something for her. So she's not giving him an Eitzah. She's telling him he, that she wants him to do this for her. So she can't tell him that it's about him. It has to be about something more than him. Mitzad himself, he can make his own decisions. So he has to tell him that there's some concern that she has. 
Now, you could say, okay, she could tell him, I'm concerned about you. And you, maybe you think it's safe, but I don't think it's safe. So it's a little bit more than that, though. The point of this Pasuk is, the point is that she's saying it's about something that, it's, a, it's, a, it's something about me. And that something about me is equal to both of you. Let me make my point. I'll, it will get clear as I go on. My point is like this. If she's saying something bad is going to happen because Asaph is going to kill you, then to bring in both of you will die is a little bit not to the point. She's not saying something bad is going to happen. Asaph is going to kill you. She's saying, she's saying, I am going to suffer something. And what I am going to suffer is losing the two of you. Because that's what she is going to suffer. That's the suffering to her is that losing the two of them. Not one more than the other. I will get clearer as I, as I go on. Okay. So she's afraid she's going to be meshakil, bereft of both of her children. In Parshas Miketz, Perek Mem Gil, and when they want to take Binyamin to Yosef, Yaakov relents and he says, Take Binyamin, v'ka'ani kasha shachalti shacholti. The Benezer says, means like I, like I lost Yosef, I lose Binyamin too. So there it's similar to these two sons that Rivka is at danger of being shuffled from them, shechulah from them. Yaakov is, faces a similar danger of losing his two sons. Um, whether they, I don't know if that's a midah connected midah in this whole story. Again, just tell her. Okay. Now what's the point of that she's going to lose both children? Why is that the point? I was repeating the question before. Additionally, here she seems to be concerned about Esau. Here she's concerned about Esav. She doesn't want to lose Esav. The next passage, she tells Yaakov that she has no reason, she tells Yitzhak that she has no reason to live if Yaakov also marries in the Bnei Tzchis. That means that Esav, what? It's the same concept of Yeah, right. Right, exactly. But there, it seems that Esav is already, is already dead. There's no point in Esav. And if Yaakov does like Esav, then there's really no point. But here she's concerned for Esav too. Okay. So now, let's go back to the point. She tells Yaakov, go. Kum brach lecha. Get up and go. She didn't say, I think it's a good idea, I'll go talk to Tati. She said, go, get up and go. And then, vatayim rivka al Yitzchak. So I learned this psukim and I said, Pashat. Yaakov said, shkayach, I gotta go back to my father, I can't, I'm not, you, you think I should go very nice, but now I'm being mechavid my father. That's his new role. That's his new role. Originally, Shema B'Kaili, do something that your father didn't tell you to do, and do something that you might get a klala from your father. That's before. But now, again she tells him to do something, leave your father and go to Haran. And he says, no, I can't do that. I can't do that, I have to go back to my father. So this is what I, I thought. I thought it was Bar Admoid. But then I, was, I looked in the Tarish Leima and I saw, he quotes a Tanchum Yosh, and I mamish jumped down, literally jumped down my chair. It says like this. It says, first it says, mamish the whole thing. It says, Va'atov b'nishma b'koyli. I don't have a Lashon here on that. Va'atov b'nishma b'koyli, like you did before. It makes that sense. And then it says, Yaakov said to her, V'kachu ha'derech she'etzei chutz midaytoy shal abo? Im yoyim ali afhu esem iyad. If he tells me to do it, then I'll do it. So it doesn't say that he's being Mishamish's father. It doesn't make that point. So that means she told him Mishamish like you did last time, and he says to her, Is that the derech? What do you mean, is that derech? That's what you did last time. That's what he that was the derech. Yeah, do it even though you're afraid to get a call from your father. Listen to your mother. But he's saying, No, that changed. 
Now I'm with my father. Now I listen to my father too. Something changed. And that's in the end of the Pasha Vayishma Yaakov and Ovev Elimoy. That's a different Yaakov. Originally we have a a Vayelech Vayikach Vayovel Imoy Shma Bekoili. He listens to his mother and does something that against his father's wish or interest. And he's Adkadekach that his father might give him a klala. Now again his mother tells him to do something. He doesn't listen. He says, I don't do that anymore. Rather Vayishma Yaakov and Ovev Elimoy. So therefore I just, that's to go back to what I mentioned before that she said, Yom Machadim, but that's not exactly what happened. He, she didn't, he didn't go based on her statement. Whether that explains Yom Machadim, why that might have changed, I don't know. But, let's, but this is not the end of the story. She, he didn't listen to her. Instead, she went to Yitzchak. Okay. Fine. That's point number one. Now, Loma Eshkal Gam Shneichem Yom Echad. So look at Malachi. Very interesting point in Malachi. So in Paragimel, Pesukim Tes through Yud Beis. Paragimel Pesuk Tes, there's a curse. But Me'era Atem Ne'orim, but Isi Atem Koyv Magoy Kulay. Klayosol, you're getting cursed. And why are you getting cursed? Because you don't bring the Meiser. Pesuk Yud, bring the Meiser to the Beis HaOitzar. And you'll get Bracha. So Klai is supposed to get bracha. Yaakov is supposed to get bracha. But they don't. They get klala. And they don't know why they get klala. And the answer is the curse. Uh, the the meiser. Meiser. And that's Chazal say, Pekad of Lezer, that in Parshish Vayishlach, because Yaakov didn't take off his meiser, he said, Aser Aswen Ulochim And the reason why Esav came to fight him is because he didn't take off the meiser. And the Malach came and demanded the meiser from him. And that's why he had to send him the gifts. I think from that you have to give him a certain number of gifts. Can I get the meiser you should have given? Something like that. Upon him, so the meiser, the meiser is what's ma'ak of the bracha. We discussed this already. Kareich sada shabecha Hashem is the meiser, etc. But look at pasuk it alf. V'gaati lachem ba'oichal v'lo yashkes lachem as priyadama. Hashem will be goyer in the in the eater. Mara means the locust. It won't destroy the priyadama. V'lo yisheshakel lachem ha'gefen basada omar Hashem tzavokis. The gefen in the sada won't be meshakel. Won't be mishakel. Now, as we said, mishchayel means to be bereft of children. Um, there's a isha mishakolas, as a woman who buries her children or miscarries. Anish chulav galmuda. Right, right. Akarav, like the mishakel of Akarav Atzach. Right. Mispayim mechavani. Kasher shechal, shechal to your father's room. Kasher shikla nashem imechas when a mother loses her children. I think it's mostly by mothers. You have it. You usually sometimes by fathers. Um, and then also in in Eicha, I don't remember. Um, I don't remember the pasuk. Okay, fine. This is the only time in Tanakh that it's referring to a a, a, a geffen or a field or agriculture that the field of mishakel, like the grapes fall off. It's shchayel is 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 a, is a mitzias of being bereft, being like mourning or uh, having the sense of loss. There are a few other places that. According to some, it means it means arts meshakelas yericha is arts meshakelas. Rashi says it means meshakelas yeshveha. People die. There's a pasuk in Yecheskel that the chayos meshakel the field. Rashi says chayos meshakel the arts, and and Radak says it means the people die. So, which I think is correct. Here it says that the geffen is meshakel. So why is how how why, why are we using this anthropomorphism? Why are we using the lashon of, of being meshakel on a geffen? But the answer is pasuk. The next pasuk says the issue asks them. They, you are going to be the Eretz Chefetz. 
which is following the Moshe of Yitin Lecha Kareach Sodesh Abercha Hashem, Yitin Lecha Lekim Ital Hashemayim Shmanei Haaretz Rev Dagen V'Sirish, that Yaakov is blessed to be like a Sodeh, and to have the Tal like a Sodeh has Tal. And we will be, Atem, you'll be the Eretz Chefetz, you'll be the Eretz. So then, you'll be the Eretz, you'll have Dagen V'Sirish, Rev Dagen V'Sirish, now we're in Moshal, we're in Moshal world over here. The Geffen won't be bereft of its children. The Geffen is the Isha. Amos 4 times that a woman is, is Nemeshul to a Geffen. And then to him, Eshtach Geffen Peria is the main one. Baker. Chazal. So, so the Isha is a Geffen. Geffen You'll be there at Chayfetz, so your vines, you as the land, your vines won't be Meshaka, which means your women won't, won't miscarry. Your women won't bury their children. Okay? Fine. So that's the list of Shakil. Now, there's the danger of Me'era. There's the danger of Me'era, and Malachi deals with this. You don't get the bracha, you get the Me'era. And there's the danger of, of a Vesia like Klal of Bracha. If the bracha is to be an Eretz Chefetz, then the Klala would have been to be a Geffen Meshakeles. Right? Which would mean, which would mean, if the Brach is to be an Eretz Chefetz and, and not, and, and Rav Dagen Vesirish, the Klala would be to be a Geffen Meshakeles, an Eretz that's cursed, which would mean, in the Nimshal, to, to bury your children, like a Geffen that loses its grapes. So when Rivka is saying, Lama she is evoking the Klala of Lebracha, Saying that whole danger of klala of lebracha is is coming back to haunt us, because the klala would have been, the klala would have been, the klala would have been to be like a field that's not matzliach, like a gefen meshakel. That Malachi, when he's telling us we're not going to have the klala, uses that muscle of a gefen that's meshakel. So Rivka's saying, I am going to be like a like a mother bereft of her children. I'm going to be like a like a gefen bereft of its produce, like a, like a field that doesn't produce. It's not. It's about her. It's about her. She's going to be like a, an Eretz, like a cursed Eretz, like a Gefen Meshakelis. Okay. So she's telling him, she's evoking the Kala, she's saying, look, I got you the Bracha, you have to save me the Kala. Lama Eshka means, why should I be? Why should I be? It's not right that I should be Shechula. So it's not about what, it's not about, the point is, we're trying to make, point trying to make like this, it's not about with the consequences, or two people are going to die, and I want to die. It's about her. So that Rivka is going to lose her, 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 her midah of, of being a mother, which is the which would have been the the club. Okay. Okay. Let me see if I can put this together. The questions were like this. So now, so that's why it's Yom Eshkal Shlichem Gam Yemechad. Okay, I'm going to say something, I'm going to say this quickly now, even though it's an it's Arichs Gedal, that's why I'll say it quickly. <laughs> okay, so it goes like this. So, so the other question was, here she's concerned about Esau, and next passage it seems like Esau is already lost. Now we just established that what she's concerned about really is being a mother. It's not, is that she shouldn't, she shouldn't be like a gef in this Meshachelis. She shouldn't be like, a, lose her motherhood. The focus is not on, on the death of Yaakov, nor Esav, nor both. The focus is on her not, not being a mother. Okay. Now, we explained like this. We explained last week that Yitzhak got better. How did Yitzhak get better? Because, because, why did Yitzhak get 
old to begin with? Why did he get weak to begin with? Because of the Nashim of Esau. Like Avram got old when Sarah died, Yitzhak gets old when there's a, a possibility of something other than the Bas Yisrael, and that's what Esau introduces. Rivka asserts her role, and, and Esau got this idea because he denies Rivka's perfection, and that has its roots in, in the imperfect Achosiat of Rivka. Rivka now asserts her role by being the one who's behind the scenes running things. And, the, and then ultimately, ultimately, she gets Yaakov to, to marry Rachel and Leah, and Esav even to marry Basi Shmona. And through all that, she brings back the bracha to Yitzhak, brings back the youth to Yitzhak. Like Rivka brought back the youth to Avram by replacing Sarah. And we spoke last week. So now, this Shalom Darun helped me out with this last week. The question was like this. Question, there's a few questions. But we'll start with this. Why doesn't Rivka, why when Yitzhak gets old, why didn't Rivka say, okay, let's go right away. Let's let Yaakov go get married. So the answer to that is very poshant. That Rivka didn't take over Sarah until Sarah was dead. That wouldn't be appropriate when his mother is still alive. And the whole concept of, of getting a wife who's going to replace his mother is not appropriate when the mother is alive. Now first let me just explain two things. And let me just say really one thing. Why, do they, why does Rivka have to replace Sarah? Why does that have to exist by Rivka replacing Sarah? Now, and we're suggesting also over here that Rachel is Mamshech, Rivka's role. Why? Why does that have to happen by, Avram, by Rivka, Sarah, Rivka, and, and Rachel and Leah? The answer is Pashat, because, because Avram, in as much as there's Ovis, Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov. So there's, we think of it, okay, Avram Yitzhak, Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, Leah, but there's really, it's very different. Yitzhak, Yaakov is the son of Yitzhak, Yitzhak is the son of Yaakov, but Rivka is not Sarah. And Rachel and Leah are not Rivka. They don't, they're not their daughters. But the, so in order to be Mamshech, like, like Yitzchak is Mamshech Avram, because he's his son. And like Yaakov is Mamshech Yitzchak, because he's his son. Rivka is Mamshech Sarah, because he actually, actually is like her and replaces her. And Rachel replaces Rivka. So therefore Yitzchak has to find someone to replace Sarah, because Yitzchak is supposed to be a Hemshech of Avram. It's supposed to be a, a, a sequence of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. So therefore there has to be Someone who replaces Sarah, and then someone who replaces that. So then Rivka has to come into Sarah's tent, which can only happen when Sarah is dead. Okay, now, I don't know if we ever spoke about this, but David Bashev, I don't know if I ever spoke about this in the Shir, or Pekitzer. Um, Shlomo Melech said, oh, a thousand women I didn't marry. I mean, um, a thousand Isha'achs Khalil Lematsasi. So who was the Isha that Shlomo Melch should have married? And he would have found it. Meaning, we spoke in the Aleph Kesef. The Aleph Kesef, La'achicha, the Moshe to the Aleph Noshim, and the Kerem of Aleph Kefanim, and that's Shlomo's Aleph Noshim that he paid for. And we spoke about Shirashim being the one Isha that he didn't have. So who might that have been? Now there's one woman that Shlomo did not marry. So one woman that he did not marry, and that's Avisha Gashunamis. If you know a little Malachim, this has Mamash be Bikitsa, so I'm not going to go into this at all. In the beginning of Malachim, there's this tension between Avisha and Basheva. And then Davana Malach dies, and then Adonia requests, Adonia, who, who originally was, had some sort of rebellion, tried to be king, requests, asks Basheva to ask Shlomo for Avisha. Shlomo Malach gets very upset. And says, you might as well ask him to be king, and he kills Adania. So if you might, so if marrying Avishag is only for the king, and Avishag was the most beautiful girl in, in the beautiful girl in Israel, 
And Shlomo Melech married a thousand women, then why didn't he marry Avishak? The answer is, Pashat. The Hectum, another question. If, how does Adonia ask Basheva for Avishag? Why doesn't he realize how, what a dangerous situation he's putting him in? Why does he think Basheva is going to see his point of view? The answer is because Basheva wants, doesn't want Shlomo to marry Avishag. And that's why Shlomo did not marry Avishag, because Basheva, by asking for Avishag for Adonia, is sending him the message she doesn't want him to marry him. And parenthetically, Basheva, as if you know, Gemara and Hedge, Basheva was opposed to his project of a thousand Noshim. So, so, now why is Basheva opposed to Avishag? Because Avishag was, was, had this tension with Basheva. She, she was her, it was her against Basheva with David. Aleph, Beis, why does Shlomo Melch, why is Basheva, Avishag, the one who he should marry? Because he really should marry the person who replaces his mother. Why should he marry the person who replaces his mother? Because, it's a, because he, like Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, Basheva, uh, Shlomo is not only the son of David, but he's the daughter of Basheva. Basheva is supposed to be the aim of the Malchus, so she's something special about Basheva. So then the next Melech shouldn't just be the son of David, but his wife should be the successor of Basheva. The wife should be the replacement of Basheva. Replacement of Basheva can't happen when Basheva is still alive. Okay. Now, something else to think about is David married Basheva too early. I think I saw from that Rizal, I think it said, I don't know, anything else. they're supposed to wait seven more years, Basheva. You know this? It should have been seven more years, Basheva. Basheva is a Teena. Okay. Seven more years, you can think about the seven, seven... Well, we'll get back to our passion soon. Okay, maybe had he married her seven years later, maybe she died. And Shlomo Malch would have been born seven years later, he could have married Avishag, so you could have an, an, a different story of what have happened. But this is, a, so, this, is not, this is only to bring out the point that you cannot marry a woman who's replacing your mother when your mother's alive. It's a very nice idea. You're marrying a girl who's replacing your mother, but it can't happen when your mother's alive. Possibly many different reasons your mother won't want it. Okay? So fine. So if that's necessary, it's not going to happen. So Rivka is after Rousseau's death. So Rivka can't say, when Yitzhak's old, because of the Isha problem, Rivka can't say, no problem, let's get your wife for Yaakov, because Rivka's still alive. So it's not going to happen. Okay? And now... Now what's happening is, Esav has this koyach. Rivka says Esav is going to kill Yaakov. She's afraid that Esav is really going to kill Yaakov. What gives Esav a right to kill Yaakov? I, Yaakov, got the brachas. Teretz is, Esav is coming with his whole sheet over here. It's affecting Yitzchok already. He's, he's dying. And Esav is saying, because Yitzchok didn't completely reject Esav when he was beiche. And he still on the goof level, Yitzhak embraced that to some extent. So Esav Shita still has Raglayim over here, and there's still a danger that Esav is going to ultimately affect Yaakov. Fine. If Esav gets, if Esav Taka wins Yaakov, if Esav wins Yaakov, then Lama Eshkal Kam Shnechem Biyamecha, then Rivka ceases, ceases to be a mother. Rivka's role of being an aim is, in, is at risk over here. She asserts the mile of her Amhus, of, of aim of Klayasol. And that is, what that's, that, is, that is what is at risk at this point. So Mela, she says, you have to run away. Yaakov says, no, I'm not listening to you anymore. Now I listen to my father, only if my father agrees to. So now, there's only one eight to then. There's only one thing left for her to do. She says, Lama Lichayim. She's at the point where she's no longer purpose in her existence. Because if Yaakov is going to marry for the Bnei Sheis, Yaakov is rejecting the role of his mother, possibly. That's why he just didn't listen to his mother. He said, no, maybe not. So Yaakov is, as it were, on Esav's team, rejecting the mother. And again, I want to mount Bekitzer. But the ace of Shita, that the mother is not important, there's a very big person who held the same way. And that's Shleim HaMelch. He married Nashim Nachrius. And that's the Shita of Esav. It means 
When Hashanah said, "Adam echad me'elaf matzasi," we each achas bechol ilah matzasi. If you remember all the last year, we never said this before. But the Adam echad me'elaf is is Avram Avinu, because the Malach echad me'echad min elaf Adam Tzvi Melach, and the Isha achas bechol ilah, and he gets the elaf kesef. And the Isha achas bechol ilah loy matzasi is Sarah and Rivka, because they never had that chayisi he perfect. So Avram always did, but Sarah and Rivka didn't. Okay, but mamish not for now. So there's a shita that it doesn't matter, and that was Ace of Shita, and Shlomo Melech Hamaisa continued in that shita. He said that never worked. It never, it never worked to have the proper woman, so it doesn't matter. But then you but this I'll end. So, so Ace of Shita is still intact. Yaakov is at risk of embracing Ace of Shita, in which case Rivka is non-existent. It doesn't matter anymore. So now Rivka says, Im Kane, she's willing to be my sinefesh. We'll get Rivka, Rachel, Leah, even though she's still alive. But this couldn't happen. Really shouldn't happen. Okay. Another thing to think about, speculate, is the seven years of waiting for Rachel. It could have something happened differently, but those seven years, whatever, like the seven years of Basheva. But the point is, bringing in the, the next generation while she's still alive, this is something that only happens when she says, Lama because really she's being nice and nefesh, because you can't bring in the next generation. While, really, no, no woman brings in the, 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 her, herself into, for her son, unless it's after she's dead, like, like so. Okay.